And we're recording. We're back for another episode of Christmas with Sizzle and Quinny, a festive mini-series. This is part two. We'll reveal the movie in a second, but I'll introduce myself first. I am Samuel Finlay. Some people call me Sizzle, and my co-host is... It's your boy again, guys. Simon Quinn, also known as Quinny. You know, just for the occasion, I've got the New York uh, Knicks Christmas jersey. Had to be done. So, you know, showing love for Christmas. Let's get it done, man. I'm keen for this app. Is that a Camelo Anthony jersey? It is indeed. There we go. Good man. I thought it might have been a Jeremy Lin jersey for a second there. I was nah, worried. not Lin Sanity, bro. Not Lin Sanity. <laughs> well, we should introduce our guest, special yes. guest uh, for the podcast today. And he's, he's a listener. He's a friend of the podcast. I even jumped on his podcast uh, recently. Caleb Hansey, introduce yourself. Boys, how you doing? It's a good to be on the pod. I uh, appreciate it. I mean, look, I, I know you, we're kind of talking uh, off the air. I'm a long time listener and a big fan of the pod. So it doesn't really feel like I'm a guest. It feels like I'm family, to be honest with you, with you boys. But uh, uh, I'm just keen to be here talking about Christmas, to be honest. So yeah, I, I, obviously, Sizzle mentioned there, I am a big lover of Christmas, especially Christmas movies. Like I love everything to do with Christmas. Uh, movies especially i have my own podcasts that have uh, come out this year uh, deck the handsy which sizzle was on and, and the boys kind of shared on their their socials a little bit and we're doing uh, my top 10 christmas movies and reviewing them so it's been good it's been fun we've got a blog website where we're raising some money for charities it's been a lot of fun so christmas is great movies are great you boys are great let's do it oh thank you look thank I, you We've been pumped to have you on for, for some time. It means to get you on for ages and this is the perfect time because we've sort of turned this into a bit of a Christmas special, um, festive mini-series, as I mentioned. So perfect time to get you on. As you mentioned there, you've got your own podcast, Deck the Handsy. So all the listeners out there, you should go check that out. It's um, an awesome podcast. I was on there reviewing Elf. But um, yeah, and how, how many, you're doing quite a few episodes uh, this month, right? Yeah, we're doing t- we're doing my my ten over over the Christmas period. So it's probably more it's probably two or three a week. Probably more like two a week that gets released, and then I do a blog for every movie, which is just taxing. It's there's <laughs> probably about thirty or so movies on the list, and the blog is taxing, but it's good. It's fun. So yeah, that, that, that's a great great effort. There. And as you mentioned, there you're raising some money uh, as well for um, Bernardo's uh, gifts for kids. Is that correct? Yeah, so Bernardo's foster care do a toy drive uh, every year for their their foster kids in the system and uh, just something that me and my household are kind of passionate about and so we have a section on our website that you can go to and donate there to Bernardo's or just by listening to our podcast uh, with the amount of listeners that we get, uh, personally, we'll donate a certain amount of money to that toy drive. So, yeah. That's awesome. Quinny and I were talking about that before the podcast and we thought we wanted to donate um, as well in some way. So we've decided for every 50 listeners um, for this particular episode of the podcast, we'll donate um, $50 as well to, um, to the cause oh, of Bernardo. So legends. yeah, now you're doing a great job there and um, yeah, we're pumped to be able to help uh, in some way as well. Thanks, um, so guys. yeah, no, thanks, for, thanks for joining the podcast. Um, with that said, let, let's get uh, straight into it. So for, for those who are new to the podcast who have just hit subscribe. Um, Quinny and I have turned our normal podcast into a bit of a festive mini-series for the month of December because we, like Caleb, love Christmas. So we're reviewing movies, Christmas movies, I should say, that we haven't seen before. And Quinny and I, maybe not on the level of Caleb, but we've seen a lot of no, Christmas movies. We're not on that movies. level yet. We're not on that level yet. We're getting <laughs> yeah. there. We're getting I mean, I mean you, surely you've seen them all by now. I noticed on your Instagram Die Hard, you hadn't seen. I've so never. So, so last night I watched, uh, as recording this, I watched Die Hard for the first, not, not oh, just wow. the first time at Christmas, first time ever. Wow. Uh, wow. 
I think I've been avoiding it because everyone is this, you know, Die Hard's a Christmas movie kind of coming at me every year. And I just gave in. I put it on the list. And look, go and read the blog if you want when it comes out. It was, I enjoyed it. I, I, I don't know if I'm ready yet to, to make a call on where I, where I put it as far as Christmas movies, quote unquote. Uh, but I did enjoy it as a film. So let's, let's put it that way. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I do like that, that the movie. I, I'm in the, in the camp that's a Christmas movie. Quinny, you? Uh, I am just simply because it's on Christmas Eve. And, you know, I love an action movie. So why not give it the Christmas rating? Mm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, let's get to this podcast and we're going to be reviewing Arthur Christmas, uh, a movie Quinny and I have not seen until Never now, seen it. Until recently. Uh, this is a movie that you rank quite highly, isn't it, Caleb? Yeah, I rank it. So if I'm going off my top 10, it is third on my top 10. Wow. Very wow. high. It's very high. Okay. Uh, and, and you'll probably hear about that in this podcast, why I love it so much. But I was so shocked you boys hadn't watched it, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I know... I know it is fairly new, like as far as the, the years have come out for, for our sort of age group, it's fairly new. I think a lot of people skip over it because it is animated and maybe kiddie in, in what they think. But uh, maybe you guys can touch on it when we talk about it. I think it's, it's the opposite of that, uh, really, when you watch it. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, let's get into it. I'll, I'll just quickly um, give a little bit of background for uh, the listeners who, if they haven't seen it as well. Uh, so... Uh, the synopsis really quickly. Um, so this is uh, per IMBD. Uh, the movie reveals the incredible, never, seen, never before seen answer to every child's question. So how does Santa deliver all those presents in one night? The answer, Santa's exhilarating ultra high-tech operation hidden beneath the North Pole. But at the center of this movie is a story about a family in a state of comic dysfunction. An unlikely hero, Arthur, played by James McAvoy, with an urgent mission that must be completed for Christmas morning dawns. So as I mentioned there, James McAvoy plays Arthur. You've got Hugh Laurie as Steve, um, some other big names in this as well. James Broadbent as Santa, who's also Professor Horace Slughorn. In Slughorn, yeah, the Harry Slughorn. Um, you know, I, I recognized that voice as soon as it came on. Uh, and this is a 2011 uh, release uh, Christmas movie there. So... We'll jump straight into it. We'll go into our highs. Uh, so these are the things that we... Uh, so well, first of all, we're going to do highs, what we loved about the movie, lows, what we didn't love about the movie or if there's any problems. Uh, then we'll get into our, our Naughty and Nice Award uh, and then we'll give a bit of a, a rating, a Christmas tree rating for um, what we thought of the film. So let's start with highs. Uh, you're the guest, Caleb. So kick us off. What did you love about this movie? Yeah, appreciate it, boys. Appreciate going first. I got a lot to say about highs. I don't <laughs> we got know. plenty of time. Oh, mate, I, I don't, uh, I don't even know where to begin. So it wasn't like this movie for me. Like in 2011 when it came out, I was, I was like 17 or 18. So it wasn't like I was a kid. So it's not like a nostalgic movie for me. It was one I watched like kind of later uh, in, in life. Obviously, as I got older. I've mentioned in a couple of my podcasts, one of the things I love about Christmas movies that make it kind of go from a, a good kind of bottom level tier top 10 movie to a higher tier. If, if, in, in, in the case of this movie, it's higher tier. I love when it's innovative and I love when it's something unique or different. So highs for the movie just overall for me is just that it's such an innovative and like unique take on the Christmas story and the mythology of Santa and delivering presents and the North Pole and the elves. And so for me, they were big highs. I like that it was a family, like a family affair. So they actually had the, you know, the photos at the start of the movie with all the Santas and all that sort of stuff. That was really cool for me. 
Um, I think the elves in this movie were really good, really strong. I think yeah. that... Um, the elves are awesome. Yeah, they're awesome in this movie. I was talking with uh, Quinny in the week on Instagram about, you know, some of the elves in, in other movies such as Christmas Chronicles and I don't know, I watched Polar Express this week. They're terrifying. Like, Freaky. Oh, what the heck's with that? Uh, these, this movie here gets the elves right and I love that. It's a huge high point for me. Um, I love that it mentions actual history. So you got like uh, Grandpa Claus or whatever his name is talking about the Cuban Missile Crisis and like all this sort of stuff is sick. Uh, and I just think for me, like a big high for me is that it transcends the... For me, it transcends the Christmas genre movie and it also transcends the children's animated genre. So it kind of like goes out of the box with that uh, and that's a big high for me. So there's some big ones and, and maybe I'll, I'll touch on some of the stuff you guys talk about, but yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with um, everything you've said there. And you sort of mentioned the elves there. Uh, that was one thing that I really loved. I loved the elves in this movie and I really liked the different take on uh, Santa's role in Christmas and how sort of, Santa's job was a mission. Mm. Uh, I really, I thought that was yeah, really that was cool. cool. Um, it was, it's a very different take. I've never seen anything like that, I guess. And uh, you know, North Pole's um, referred to as mission control. Um, mm. And you know, just some really cool one-liners, like uh, when they deliver all the presents to Denmark. You know, they say that's a wrap for Denmark. You know, some good puns in there. So uh, I, I really liked that as well. Quinny, did you want to add on to anything uh, Caleb's said there for your highs? Yeah, definitely. Like, I agree with everything both of you have just said. Uh, I was a huge fan of the elves. I loved how you saw them like wrapping all the presents and how they kind of do it like a mission and they got to like kind of sneak into the bedroom. And I love the scene where like the farm set comes alive and the elves are all rattled and Santa's like got to get caught. So they have to try and do like an yeah. operation on the toy to make sure it doesn't go off. So I really enjoyed that scene. And I really liked how they used a lot of technology as well. I thought the mm-hmm. S1 was really cool. So I thought that the way that they did deliver Christmas that way as opposed to like the generic on the sleigh sort of thing, the vibe that you normally get in a Christmas movie. I kind of like how they mix it up a bit. So I thought that was really cool. And I mean, Steve's chair, like Steve's chair is amazing. Like he's got an espresso machine on there. I want that chair. Like, I'm all in. I'm all in on that. Like, I love it. That I chair is so chair. good. And if I could get a flat white whenever I liked in my chair, sign me up. Yeah. yeah. I, I couldn't agree more as well. And like, I, I thought it was, there was some really relatable moments in the movie as well. Sort of like where Steve's on his phone at dinner, uh, mm. when they sort of have that Christmas meal, like it's so relatable in this day and age, you know, everyone's on their phone at all time at the dinner table now. And you don't usually see that in movies, even though it's, you know, happening uh, all the time. So I thought it was very relatable for um, this day and age. Mm. Uh, but yeah, just adding on to what you guys have said, I, I liked, uh, you know, a few extra things like the, the sled being almost like a uh, collector's car. I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, it's awesome. You know, I thought they did a really good job of just, uh, you know, creating these moments that uh, like are very memorable. Like for me, that was really memorable. Um, you know, the, the one-liners um, are really memorable. As I mentioned, you know, North Pole um, being referred to as mission control and, you know, things like we have a walker, uh, sorry, a waker when, um, you know, the um, child wakes up when Santa's in her room, uh, mm. drop complete, you know, things like that. It was, it, it was really cool. It was, it was like I was playing a game of COD or something. I, I, that, uh, That's right, you got drop. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I, I also think just touching on that too, like it, it, was, it was kind of portrayed as though the, the, the family business they were in, so to speak, was like a CEO company. And so it's kind of like when the dad retired, Steve was going to take over. And then there's like this little brother who's not really, you know, fit to run the company, but he's going to step in and do it because he has to. So it's, it's a storyline or a narrative from movies that we all know, 
but they've just adapted it to the Christmas genre. Uh, and I think that was really innovative. And it shows, for me, it made the idea that somebody could deliver presents more believable across the world because they had all this technology and the elves were jumping through, you know, like, you know, the elves were helping with that present delivery, which I loved. Um, cause one of the, you know, most non-believable, I know it's fictional spoiler, whatever, <laughs> but one of the most non-believable things for people about Christmas movies is like, how does this guy, and a lot of these Tim at the, you know, the Tim Allen movies, Christmas Chronicles, they spend so much time explaining how one man could do it. Whereas this, this movie just avoids that by going, there's an S1, they've got tracking, they've got elves, they've got technology and they just skip that whole kind of explanation point. So I thought that was really good, really well done. Yeah. They get into that at the very start of the, the, uh, movie don't they when the, mm. the letter is um delivered and arthur obviously reads out the letter and you know refers to santa being you know the greatest uh, man he knows and uh yeah it was it was cool that because you know as you said like let's be honest you know one man trying to deliver you know billions of presents around the world is you know next to impossible so they sort of created this um mm. somewhat believable uh you know way of um you know delivering christmas which was really cool and you don't usually see the elves that involved in, mm. I mean, obviously the elves are involved, you know, behind the scenes, you know, making the presents and whatnot, but it was cool to see them actually involved in, you know, the drop as uh, they refer to in the film. So that was really cool. Santa sort of takes a bit of a back, back seat in, in this movie, which is um, really interesting there. Uh, any, anything else you wanted to add, Quinny or, or Caleb? I was just going to say, I also like how in like the last scene, you kind of get a bit a year later, this is what they're doing. And you kind of see that kind of family bonding Santa's now retired, he's with his dad and now Steve's like the head of operations again and then obviously Arthur's now taken over as Santa and I like how they kind of show you that cool scene about where the, like what they've become. So that was really cool. I thought it wrapped it up really nice for me. Mm. Yeah, and that goes back to it, like it being a bit of a business um, mm. as, as Caleb mentioned, you know, how they, they sort of all have their, their roles within uh, the family and, and, and the family business, which is Christmas. <laughs> so, mm. um, yeah, anything you want to add, add on there? I know you, you love this movie, Caleb. Yeah, I could talk. I've got so many things to talk about. But I just, I think briefly for me, the, the biggest high for the movie is kind of the, the way it's, I mean, the writers of this movie are fantastic. So I, I don't have the names of them written down or anything like that. But the writing in it, and the casting choice was great. Obviously, you've got James McAvoy, who I love from, from the X-Men franchise and all that sort of stuff. His voice is, is great. You mentioned some of the other voice actors. But the narrative of the film, and they have a quote, I don't have it written down in the film, where they, where they say to Arthur, or Arthur says, I can't remember, it doesn't matter who delivers the present. It matters that it gets there and that for that child, it doesn't matter who it is, if it's Grandpa Santa, Santa Claus, Steve, Arthur, it matters for them that, that it changes their Christmas and et cetera, et cetera. So I think that narrative of the film was really important because it really shows it's a family that's making Christmas happen uh, and it doesn't matter which one it is that delivers it. So I think the narrative was really well done and is super high for me. So Yeah, totally. And I didn't really have like a... Um, I guess you could say like a, a, a bad character or a villain in this character, mm. which I thought was really cool. They we were able to create this really um, interesting and compelling story without having a villain. Um, you know, I guess Steve was somewhat that for, you know, a small portion jerk. of the he movie. He was a jerk. He didn't want to deliver the present, man. Well, yeah, that's true. But he wasn't really a villain, you know? Uh, so I thought that was really cool to make it, you know, so interesting because a lot of Christmas movies, you know, do have that sort of villain in there. So that, that was, um, yeah, really interesting as well. Quick question, Caleb, when did you watch this movie? Did you watch this around 2011 when it came out or a couple of years after? I think it would have been a few years later. I mean, I've, I've had it on my list. I mean, I've done an official Instagram list for maybe four years. It's been on there for that whole four years. 
So what does that take us to 2016? So it's probably around the 2014 mark that I might have watched it uh, at, at first. So yeah. Great, great. All right. Well, um, that's the highs. I think we've, we'll jump into to lows now. So uh, this could be your things we didn't like about the movie and some problems with the movie. Uh, you know, there's always problems in Christmas movies, um, you know, because they are a little bit far-fetched and this one is as well. Uh, so let's jump into lows. Um, we'll, go to, we'll go to Quinny to begin. Quinny, kick us off. Uh, what were some lows or some problems uh, with the movie? Yeah, so again, uh, I found it hard to find heaps of lows for this film, but I did pick up a few just to yeah, make wow. it a bit interesting. So the main one for me really was Santa. I just didn't like Santa. I thought he was, the way he was portrayed, I didn't really rate it. Like he's portrayed as being like super lazy and he didn't really care about delivering the gift. I kind of think he was kind of just there just because and he was just looking to retire. So I was a bit disappointed with Santa in general. I think he could have done a lot better than that. So that was one thing I didn't really like about it. And another thing, Arthur's slippers, like what's that? Like get some hush puppies get some ug boots like bro you can't be walking around the north pole in those slippers he's slipping everywhere it's an ohs hazard waiting to happen he's just the also best they get very yeah. they get very wet as well like yeah, he throws them into the ocean and like, he just puts them straight back on like you gotta you can't be wet you gotta have soggy socks for the rest of the trip like trench toe like stuff like that so that's that can happen so i just wasn't a big fan of like his slippers and I think they were a bit over the top that they kept kind of focusing on them a bit too much. So I didn't think that was really necessary. I know it adds a bit of humor to it, but I was just like, come on, man, you're Santa's son, upgrade those slippers. You, got, you can get something better than that, surely. But that was like one of my main beefs. And just another thing, I just think the North Pole itself, I didn't like how that it, there wasn't really a village or anything. It was just sort of like the ship itself and like it was like underground. So I didn't really get that same sort of, magical vibe that i get from when i see a christmas movie when you get to kind of see the village like for example i watched the christmas chronicles last night and the village and that is amazing i reckon that's awesome the way that they portray the village that's what i want to see in a christmas movie mm. so i just felt like in this one in particular it just wasn't portrayed as well as i think it could have and i think i just relied a bit too much on technology you know sometimes their gps stop working all that kind of stuff but yeah, other than that, that's pretty much it. So, so on that, Quinny, did you get, I mean, you're saying you didn't sort of get that Christmas feel from the North Pole. Did you sort of get it from other aspects of the movie? Maybe when they arrive in Cornwall yeah, or, so, or any so, other areas? Yeah, I think for me, what really got me was the last scene when he rides his bike down the hill mm, and he gets brilliant. there, all three Santas rush in and they kind of all come around wanting to deliver the present and then they kind of let Arthur step up and then he delivers the present and then you see the little girl celebrate and telling her parents about it. I just kind of love that part. And that really got me into that. Oh, this is the Christmas vibe that I was after. Yeah. Great. Caleb, I'm, I'm sure you've had, you've got a few things to add. Yeah. I've got a few like Quinny. I don't have, I don't have stacks because I just love this movie so much. Uh, I, I just, I'm so excited for you boys. Like I wish, I wish it was my first time watching the movie. <laughs> like I just, I remember I was messaging you guys this week and I was just like, man, I wish it was my first time. Like I remember it. It's so fond. Like what a movie. Uh, I do have a couple, uh, at the very beginning, we see obviously the elves when they when they first go on that first mission, if it's in Denmark or Germany, wherever it is, when they're delivering it, and they have this gun. They land in a children's home and they have this gun that they point towards the kids. <laughs> and it, there's a percentage of not okay. That is the we don't need that. This is the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. There's a reason. It's just a flat out list. Like if you're over fifty percent, you're nice. If you're under 50%, you're naughty. We don't need, like, I don't need to know that I'm like 89% nice or 65. <laughs> like, that's true, freaky. True. We don't need to know. So, 
I don't know why the elves need to know that, but uh, that that didn't that didn't sit well with me. Um, in some ways, as much as I love the technology, Quinny kind of mentioned it. It does take away a little bit from the the Christmas magic, if that makes sense. So, like even though I mentioned it's more believable that he'd be able to do it, there is something special about seeing I don't know Tim Allen go through on the on the sleigh with the reindeers and. As a kid, in, in all of us, wish that's what it was like. So in some ways, it takes away from the you know the magic of of what it would be. Um, uh, there was a character in the movie. I think his name was Peter. That was Steve's like assistant, uh, annoying a little elf person. He says a line in the movie that uh, when they're going off at Steve for not wanting to deliver the present, he says a percentage that's zero point zero 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 one five eight five four percent margin of error. Um, so it's not really a low. I just think statistics are a low for all of us because if that's true, that proves that Christmas is before presents were obviously missed, and I just can't live with myself if that's true. So that was a low point for me. That was terrible, and just a, a, a low point for everybody in life. Uh, we need Christmas board game that they play in this film, like to be a thing. Um, it looks fantastic, and I would buy it today. So I just want to know. To the creators of this movie, we need the Christmas board game made. Uh, we could all play it live. We could do a live stream podcast. I'd be all in for that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all in. Lock yeah, it in. So that, that was a bit of a low for humanity. I don't think it was a low for the film, just for <laughs> humanity. So yeah, that's me. Sure. Maybe next year is a 10-year anniversary. They can, um, they can bring out the board game. I'd love that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I agree with all, all, all the lows there. Um, I had a few as well. Um, firstly, the Christmas meal they have. Um, it was pretty average for a Christmas meal that, you know, is hosted at Santa's mm. house, you know, where are the trimmings? You know, the turkey looked pretty dry to me. Um, no ham, no music, even no Christmas music in the background. Like it was a bit of a dull vibe. You know, I mentioned it earlier. Steve was on his phone at dinner. You know, I feel like at Santa's Christmas dinner, there's no phones allowed. Like, you know, Santa or, or Grand Santa is stopping that from happening. And, you know, I know Steve loves his technology, but even he has to know, you know, it's don't, be whip, don't be whipping out your phone, you know, at, at uh, Christmas dinner. But yeah, you know, I thought that was a bit dull. Even just like the, the uh, dining room for, you know, Santa's. And Connie mentioned it there. You don't really get those Christmas feels from the North Pole. And it was a little depressing, the Christmas meal there as well. So, you know, that was one thing I, I thought... Um, you know, they, they really could have done a better job, better job there, you know, mm. Santa sort, sort it out uh, for, for next year. Um, <laughs> also, Arthur, uh, towards the end of the, the movie, he obviously cycles, takes the bike uh, to Gwen, I think it is. Mm. Uh, yep. And so throughout the whole movie, Arthur's sort of portrayed as this really scared, clumsy uh, guy. And then he is the world's best cyclist. Like, out of nowhere, he's just... Like, surely he can't cycle that well. I just thought he was too good of a cyclist there. I feel like maybe, um, is it, um, Bri- how do you pronounce the name? Bryony? I think it's Bryony. I think they Bryony? say Bryony Shelfie or, yeah. Yeah, Bryony. Yeah. Like, I mean, she does an amazing job to wrap that bike. Um, and yet, you know, Arthur's just powering along. You know, it's crazy. You know, he should be in the Tour de France or something. I don't know. But yeah, I thought he, for how clumsy he is. throughout And the- those slippers too. Yeah, and he's got the crazy slippers on as well. He doesn't well. have the shoes for the bike that would like keep you steady and stuff like that. It, yeah. it probably, it must have been the only thing that Santa, his father, taught him how to do because yeah. he's, is, it, is his name Malcolm in this movie? They call him, is it Malcolm? I think his name is Malcolm. Yeah, he, I think you're right. Yeah. Well, 
Terrible Santa name. Um, <laughs> yep. he's, he's a terrible father. Like he is an absolutely disgusting father figure in this film. He must have taught his son how to ride a bike because it's the only thing Arthur can do. So anyway. Yeah, so I, I, was, I was shocked by that. And, you know, speaking about, about Santa there, he is, you know, said at the start of the movie by Arthur that he's the greatest man ever. And I, I don't know what Arthur has seen. Like, I don't False know. False advertising. Yeah. Is, is Arthur just like, I don't, wild. I mean, I know Arthur loves his family and he, he seems like a really lovely person, just loves everyone and only has nice things to say about everyone. But, you know, I thought that was a bit wild calling uh, mm. Malcolm the, the greatest man ever when, you know, clearly, <laughs> as you mentioned there, Caleb, he's, he's far from, far from it. Uh, mm. Yeah, so that, that was uh, one thing I had. And the last thing as well, you know, speaking about Arthur delivering the, the bike uh, to Gwen there. So he's almost at a play, her place. He's pretty much standing out the front and the sun starts rising. And then he just comes to a, a standstill and says, we can't be too late. And he's just standing there. It's like, you know, motor, get, have a bit, a little bit of hustle. All you got to do is take two more steps and, and you're there. You're just, there. Yeah. Just, you don't even have to yeah. take it inside. Just dump it on the doorstep and get out of there. So, you know, not enough hustle from Arthur there. You know, I worry for future Christmases, if he is the man that is supposed to, you know, be leading it all, if he is Santa. He's not. Spoiler, he, he shouldn't have got that job. I, no. I don't, I, that's, maybe I should have mentioned that in a problem. I don't, he's a good guy. I yeah, love great it. guy. Great guy. Right. Like be there, be like head of Christmas morale at the North Pole or something. Yeah. Like that's, that's a job title. Not Santa. He doesn't, no. have, he doesn't have to do anything. Briny should be Santa. If anyone's going to be Santa, it should be Briny. Like not... Not this clumsy klutz of a, of, of a kid. But anyway, love Arthur. Good guy. Oh, I love him too. But yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, I, I worry for future Christmases if he's, he's Santa. You know, I, I think, yeah, Bryony well, and Steve. He's Steve to help him though. Steve's the efficiency operator. He's the guy. He's going to help him on the way. This is true. He's epic know. chair. Yeah. <laughs> Just smashing espressos <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's, that's all the uh, lows and the problems I had. Uh, anything you guys want to add or any comments? I think you covered it. I think we look. It's a great movie. Yeah, but, I mean, there's not much. Let's go back to highs. Let's go back to highs. <laughs> it was. I found it really difficult to pick this movie apart. You know, most Christmas movies are very easy to find problems with, and uh, yeah, I thought this was a great movie. So mm. it's, it's going to be interesting when we get into our um our Christmas tree rating um in a moment. But um, yes, yeah. Before that, let's jump into some more awards. We like to celebrate people. We do love awards, and mm-hmm. you know, shamed a little bit harsh, but we do like to uh, pick out a character that we didn't particularly love in this film so we might start with we'll give a nice award which is the best character or the character we enjoyed the most in this movie and then we'll give the naughty award so our least favorite character or someone who um, we didn't particularly like in the film uh you're the guest caleb so i'll throw it back to you who do you want to give your nice award to and why i love so many characters in this movie so i won't i had some honorables but i won't mention them because i want to in case i pick honorables that you guys have I'll, i'll let you guys uh, talk about it. Uh, I'm actually going to give mine to surprisingly, I'm going to give mine to, I don't know if we get a first name for him. I'm going to give it to Mrs. Claus in, in, in this movie. Reason being, she's so equipped. She is the most equi- like movies, you know, it's 2011. Let's put a strong, powerful woman out there on the screen. And she is, she's running the North pole single-handedly. Look, Steve's good for the delivery. She's doing, you know, she did medical training. She said she went out and did survival training. She's like, 
going back and getting her, her, her dude, you know, getting her courses done. So I think for, for her, she was the one keeping it afloat. So I love, you know, all the family in this movie, but she's the, she's the matriarch. She's the motherhead. So I think with my nice award, I'm giving it to her because if she wasn't there, if she died already or, or something, Christmas isn't happening. It's not going to happen. They're all going to kill each other, the boys. So <laughs> Mrs. Gloss, she gets it. Who knows what grandson is going to do? He's a, he's a loose cannon. If she's he not is, there, who he knows what he's going to do? That guy is the... Who, who voices... Is that Bill Nye? Is that That's Bill yeah, Nye? Yeah. Yeah. Bill Nye, yeah. He's legendary in this movie. That he's, he's legendary for Christmas movies. I know. He's in, general, yeah, I love Actually. Isn't love he? Actually. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's great. So good on him. Good, good on him for being their Grand Santa. <laughs> I love has, Grand Santa. Uh, he does the name. What are the names of the reindeer? He goes like Dasher, something, John, that one. Yeah, I can't remember. Like, yeah. Great, great. He's quality. Anyway, let's just give an honorable mention to Grant Sand just because he's yeah, awesome. He's great. Uh, Quinny, who did you have for your nice award? Well, again, I thought this is pretty obvious. Like, it has to be Granddad Santa. Yeah, come has on. Has to be him. <laughs> has to be him. The, head, the old dog gets the job done. Throughout the whole film, he's hilarious. And I feel like he's really the only one that supports Arthur at all at the, throughout the film. The other two aren't giving him much. And I feel like Granddad Santa takes him under his wing for a bit, shows him the new sleigh. They go out together. He wants to help him deliver the present. I know it's all about trying to, you know, say that he's still the best Santa and all that kind of stuff. I just thought he was quality. Caleb mentioned before, Bill Nye is amazing. He does the, the voice is so good. He get all these little one-liners throughout the whole film. I love the dinner table scene where he tries to fight everybody and it's just hilarious and he's amazing and he's the man. So, and one last thing at the end, I love it. He has a garbage bag of trash and he's like, starts laughing. He puts it on the tree. Cause he's like, I've delivered some presents. <laughs> Classic granddad Santa. He's, yeah. so, he's so loose in this movie, man. Like he is just, <laughs> and I apologize if you listen to this, if you're from Toronto or Chicago, cause he hates your city supposedly. Like he's just angry. <laughs> he's just angry at Toronto in this movie for no reason at all. So apologies to Canadians. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if uh, Bill Nye's in any other uh, animated movies because he does a great voiceover. Mm. He should be. He's amazing. Definitely, definitely. And he even uh, sings at the end. He does a bit at the end. He sings the yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's a great one too. And I like this because we've all got different um, nice, nice awards because, um, you know, sometimes t- we, Quinny and I tend to uh, have the same, uh, you know, I guess great minds think alike as they say. Uh, but yeah, I've got, I've got someone different as well. And um, I've got Bryony. Mm. And I mean, you nice. know, like, it's a bit of an obvious night, yeah. one, a bit of an obvious one, but I like it. She sort of comes into the, the movie sort of, you know, quarter of the way in as a sort of main character, I guess. Um, and she is the ultimate elf. Like I've not seen a better elf uh, in any, I mean, technically, you know, maybe personality-wise, there's there's some big names out there in in the Christmas movie world. I'm sure you you've got some favorite elves out there, uh, Caleb. But uh, yeah, I mean, she is the ultimate elves. Amazing at wrapping presents. Amazing. Yeah, her rap game's strong, man. Oh, it's it is very strong. I mentioned it earlier. You know, her effort to wrap that bike while Arthur is riding it to Gwen's house. That's an MVP game, game on the line, you know, game seven, NBA finals, clutch moment. Like that would go down in history. And I, think she mentioned, history. I think she mentioned in the movie, I don't have the exact figure, but I think she said something along the lines of she wrapped 285,000 presents in four days. I think that's about where she was at. So that's efficiency right there. Yeah, that's, she's awesome. So Is she the Michael Jordan of wrapping presents? Like I feel like she has yeah, to be. Yeah, I think I so. She is. Yep. I think she has to be. I'm giving her the award. The last dance of Brani is coming on <laughs> in a couple of weeks. So. <laughs> well, they could bring that special out when they, they bring out the board game. Yeah, true. <laughs> I like it. 
<laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's move to our naughty award. Let's, um, you know, pick apart a character that we didn't particularly like. Uh, we'll go reverse orders, reverse order this time. So I'll, uh, I'll give mine first off the, the bat. And I had Santa, AKA Slughorn. And I feel like Quinny, probably, yeah. feel like Quinny's probably going to agree with me here. Uh, Jim Broadbent. Yeah. Loved him as Slughorn in Harry Potter, but Man, he could—he is a useless Santa. He really is. Like, uh, you know, we've talked about. It. I don't need to speak too much on on him uh, here because we have really talked him down throughout this podcast. But yeah, I mean, he almost ruins the mission at the start of the film. You know, when they have a waker and he's almost seen. Um, you know, he's got to be right up there as one of the worst Santas um, of all time, definitely in an yep. animated film. So yeah, he—he's—he's um, he's a terrible, terrible character, and um, he gets the naughty award from me. Mm. Uh, Yep. Quinny? Yep. Uh, yeah, this is, you know, it was pretty hard, let's be honest. It's definitely Santa. He sucks in this film. Really lazy. He's lucky the elves are there. If he didn't have the elves, he's useless pretty much. He can't even start the ship. Mrs. Claus has to come in and save the day again, like Caleb mentioned. She's amazing. Mr. Claus, not so much. So I was just, he just let me down a bit. And I think Steve just influenced him way too much. I feel like you need to kind of, you are Santa Claus. And I think Steve was kind of just running the show. Hmm. Yeah, I'd like to see maybe like a highlight reel of Grand Santa in his day because, you know, from all reports, he was a great Santa, you know, and he obviously, uh, you know, did Christmas the old-fashioned way, uh, you know, with the sled, um, you know, so I'd like to see some highlight reels of Grand Santa because I don't know what he taught his son there, but yeah, you know, he's, um, yeah, he's, he's had some bad... Bad uh, advice around him um, in terms of being Santa. So. He's got that. Uh, he's got that old gumption, old old Grand Santa, like just that resilience, doesn't he? Like he's like he's telling the story of delivering presents in 1945, <laughs> shot down, six yeah. gone. Like that's the move we want. That's the secret. Yeah. We want Grand Santa, like young Grand Santa, but still voiced by Bill Nye, going out there, you know, just taking mean, taking names, just going for it. I guess that's another high as well, isn't it? Like how they, you know, that's almost like Grand Santa at war, you know, back in the day. And it's like, you know, if, if you know, any listens out there, you had a, a grandparent that, you know, fought in one of the wars, you know, them speaking about those times. And it was, yeah, it's really it, it cool how they did that. Mm. So that's another high for me as well. Mm. Uh, Caleb, who's your uh, naughty award going to? We're going to round it out, boys. We're going to go three for three here. <laughs> uh, it's got, like, it's got to be, it's got, he's the worst parent of all time. Santa yep. Like it's not, there's no question. Like Adam Sandler and big daddy does a better job of their <laughs> movie. Like, like he is terrible. Like, doesn't doesn't give a damn about it's not like he, he favors one son over the other he he hates both of them i think i don't think he cares uh, and so it's got to go to him he's emotionally detached he doesn't know how to be a father and worse than that poor steve like i feel for steve in this movie he loves espresso we've just talked about it look he's a bit he's a bit rolled up we all love coffee he, when Grant, <laughs> when santa goes into the s1 to go save christmas quote unquote the the S one saying things like oh you know disabled disabled broken it says on there espresso machine in the S one broken not only does it ruin Christmas <laughs> it ruins the coffee machine in the S one get this man into a home he's too old to be Santa he needs to Grand Santa's they're doing a better job out there so he's terrible I, I don't know what to say I don't care that we had all three he, he could be out of this movie the relationship at the end of the movie I'm getting angry here because I'm serious about this, the relationship <laughs> this movie. I felt more strongly towards Arthur and Grand Santa and their connection than I did with him. It's not even like at the end of it, he comes full circle, Santa Claus, and is like, son, like, I love you. They have a bit of a moment, but it's not strong. It's not, yeah. 
it's not strong at all. So anyway, that's, that's well, mine. Yeah, he doesn't even seem to have a connection, you know, with his wife, with his father, with either of his sons, even with the elves, he doesn't have a connection with. So yeah, yeah. Spot on there. Spot on there, Kel. Sucks. Grandstand mm-hmm. the unanimous uh, receiver of the Naughty Award there. He's so. a real MVP. Oh, Grandstand <laughs> is a real MVP. Let's just say it. Yes, he, that's why he was my nice award. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, Santa. He's a big dog. Not so much. <laughs> no. Trash. All right. Well, let's move on to our last segment, uh, the Christmas tree rating. So it's out of five. Uh, oh, this is where we give our final uh, rating to the movie. Uh, so for reference, this movie actually rates quite well on IMBD. And we usually mm. refer to IMBD on this movie, uh, on this uh, podcast, I should say. Uh, it gets 7.1 on IMBD, which you know is pretty good for, you know, Quinny and I mentioned this on our first uh, episode of um, Christmas with Sizzle and Quinny, Christmas movies don't generally rate pretty well, don't generally rate very well. So, um, you know, for reference, some of the big hitters, Home Alone, Love Actually, they're 7.6 on IMBD. And that's, you know, right up there. Uh, so 7.1 is a very good rating uh, per yeah. IMBD. So that's a bit of context. Uh, so I'll, I'll go, to, go to our guest, Caleb. I know you love this movie. Uh, I know this is very high on your list. Mm. So... How many Christmas trees out of five are you going to give it? This was tough for me. Like, I mean, I love it. Uh, there's probably only one movie ever in existence for me just because of how I score that's getting a five out of five for me. Uh, that's my number one. You can, you can wait to hear that on my podcast on my list. So I just, and it's for sentimental reasons. It's not, it's not for it being highly, you know, it's not critically acclaimed the movie that I love but this movie in particular I think for what it is I'm giving it uh, just to keep it even with the half scores I was kind of going to go in between you know one and the other but to keep it even at a half score I'm going to give it four and a half Christmas trees out of five very good movie Uh, great writing great directing great animation in it great Christmas feels I wouldn't I don't know a Christmas that I can see myself going forward that I won't watch this movie so yeah yeah, that's a good indicator, I think, as well. It's like the movies for me that rank, you know, four and above are movies I'm watching every single year. Uh, so, yeah, I like, I like that. I, I do. And, um, yeah, mm. it'll be interesting to see what Quinny uh, gives it here. Quinny, we'll, we'll roll to you. Yes. So, this was tough mid-rate. I was torn between two um, options. And just based on how bad Santa was and how he's just like the worst father of all time, couldn't deliver one simple present. He just sucked. The North Pole wasn't, you know, portrayed as well as I would have liked. But I can definitely say I will rewatch this from now on. Every time Christmas comes around, I loved it. Cast was great. Storyline great. Setting great. But again, for me, it's probably a four out of five. Mm. It's up there. Like, I'll, it's big for me. But to get to the four and a half to five, there are some other movies that I put ahead of it. Yeah. There you go. Uh, well, look, I'm going to um, give my rating. It's exactly the same as Quinny. I gave it a four uh, Christmas trees out of five. Uh, similar to Quinny. Yeah, great film. I'm definitely going to be watching this again. This is the first time you know, I watched this, this movie, as you know, I mentioned at the start of the podcast. And I will definitely be watching this next Christmas. Uh, great film, fun film, like just a different Christmas movie. Uh, yeah. you know, so many Christmas movies are similar. And, you know, I love them all, even if I don't rate them all that well. Even a bad Christmas movie I generally like. Uh, but this one, you know, was different. And, and that's why it gets into that four, uh, four for me. Uh, it, like when you sort of mentioned, I didn't really get those North Pole Christmas vibes. So I probably lowered it um, slightly there. But yeah, a great movie. And four out of five is still, you know, Solid. A, a great Christmas tree great rating score. there. So, yeah, I think we all can say that we, we loved this movie. Mm. 100%. For sure. Great movie. Yeah. Fantastic movie. 
Great movie. All right, guys. Well, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Any final uh, remarks about this movie? I just want to say, if you haven't watched this movie, you need to go watch it. Uh, I think, like I said at the beginning, people often, I have a lot of friends and even my family that are like, oh, no, I don't want to watch that. It's a kid's movie. It's animated. It can't be that good. Like, it is really that good. Like, you need to just go and watch it um, just to see how different it is. They've obviously put a lot of thought into it. So go watch the movie. When you finish watching the movie, come back and listen to this podcast because it's awesome. So, yeah. Well said. Well, Thank you so much, Caleb, for joining us on the podcast. Well, we finally so got you here. Uh, you know, it's been a pleasure having you on here. And, um, you know, we're loving listening to your podcast, Deck the Handsy. For those listening, plug yourself. Where can they find the podcast? Where can they find you? Yeah, the, pretty much all the socials podcasts are just as it says, Deck the Handsy. You can go on Spotify. You can go on Apple Pod. You can go Instagram, Deck the Handsy, www.deckthehandsy.com. You'll find all there. You can donate, like we said. But yeah, appreciate it, lads. Uh, if you missed the first episode of these guys, one, Fred Claus, I'm watching that on my list tomorrow night. But their podcast on it was brilliant. Uh, summed it up it fantastically. Just uh, had a real good dig at just, you know, the movie in general and, and loved it. So go check that pod out if you missed it and you just listen to this one because they're, they're killing it. Uh, so yeah. Awesome. Such kind words there. Thank and, you so uh, much. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Look, Appreciate I'll definitely be, be tuning in to Deck the Handsy. I'm loving it so yep. far. And um, as I mentioned at the start of the, the episode, Quinny and I have decided we're going to give uh, $50 for every 50 listeners for this episode um, to the Bernardo's Gifts for Kids, um, the cause that Caleb's raising money for there with his podcast. Uh, so yeah, once again, thank you so much for joining. Uh, Quinny, it's been a pleasure as always. Always, uh, my friend. I'll do a podcast with you. Uh, Merry Christmas, Caleb. Merry Christmas, Quinny, uh, Merry Christmas can, to everybody. Yeah, Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to all. To, to all, just a good night. That's <laughs> right. That is right. That's exactly right. Uh, you know, follow us on Instagram, Sizzle at Quitty. Um, until next time, tell your brother, your mother, sister, sister tell the elves, tell Grand Santa, tell everyone about it. Don't tell Santa. Don't, don't tell Santa. Tell Malcolm. So. Put Malcolm, Malcolm. In, in a retirement home. I don't condone <laughs> it, but he needs to be in one. So him out, Malcolm no. away. Don't give him Merry Christmas. He doesn't deserve a Christmas rose. Get him out of there. <laughs> well said. Well said. All right, guys. Until next time, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.